This is Church on the Rock, where Jesus is our message and people are our heart. Tune in to hear a teaching that we pray inspires and encourages your life with Christ.
trying to do something for the Lord. Amen? Amen. We're going to continue our series by looking at colorful stories in the Bible. And one of the reasons that I chose this topic of going through the stories because we live in a day and age where people don't even take this Bible literally. They say it's just a fairy tale, that it's no different than any other book, that it doesn't have any power. People walk around and say, is there any truth? Is there anything that's really real? And brothers and sisters, the church needs to hang on to the Word of God and never let it go. His Word is above all words. Amen? And these are not just stories. There's even there's even denominations that, that have handbooks where some of their founders, if they would have, if they would have, if they would know what their churches are doing that founded the church, they would literally turn over in their graves. Because uh, some of our great revivalists that started powerful churches, some of those churches have watered down the gospel so much today to say, hey, the Red Sea didn't really split. Here's just a story. Hey, uh, uh, fire didn't really fall from the sky when Elijah prayed. They water the stories down and say they're myths, and they're no different than Zeus and Apollos and other gods. But how many say that this is the true Word of God? Amen? And we hold on to the Word of God. It is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Amen? And I will hide this Word in my heart that I will not sin against God. Amen? The Word of God is sure and, and true and unchangeable and unshakable in Jesus' name. We're going to be looking at the story of the Valley of Dry Bones. In Ezekiel chapter 37, it says, The Lord took a hold of me. And I want you to imagine God doing that to you. The Lord took a hold of you. How many believe He can do that? Is this a fairy tale? Can the Lord take a hold of you now if He took a hold of them then? Come on, let me hear an amen. Can the Lord take a hold of you? Amen. Right now, say, and the Lord took a hold of me. Hallelujah. And I was carried away by the Spirit. You know what? We can be all in the Spirit. Back in the Old Testament, the Spirit just fell on people individually at certain places. But after the day of Pentecost, somebody say amen. After the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit fell on all of them. Turn your neighbor and say all of them. So we see that you can still be carried away by the Spirit into the valley filled with bones. He led me all the bones that covered the valley floor. I want you to think about that. Bones on a valley floor. They were scattered everywhere across the ground and were completely dried out. Then he asked me, I want you to think of this. Then he asked me, then he asked me, son of man, can these bones become living people again? And I said, oh, sovereign Lord, I replied, only knew, only you know, Lord. The other day when I was praying, the Lord put this scripture on my heart, and I heard that song for Christmas. Do you see what I see? Do you see what I see? Do you see what I see? And I kept hearing the Lord say, when you see that valley of death, and when you see that circumstance or that situation that looks dead and looks impossible, I'm asking the church today, do you see what God sees? Do you see what God sees? Do you see, uh, and we're going to finish that story at the end of the sermon, do you see a valley of dead people? Or do you do see a great army? We're going to learn to see what God sees today. We're going to learn to 
believe that our help comes from God, and we're going to learn to do what God asks us to do. Now your heads with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, speak to me today. Speak to me today. Change my heart today. Move in me today. Thank you, Lord. Today is my day for a God encounter. I want to encounter you in the house today, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Do you ever feel overwhelmed? You're in search. It says, God, I look to you. I won't be overwhelmed. Give me vision. I think that's something that needs to cry out of our hearts when we feel overwhelmed. We need to say, give me vision. Give me eyes. Give me vision to see things like you do. Do you see what I see, says the Lord? We must play. Listen, brothers and sisters, we must play the right mental movies. Learning to see what God sees means that we need to fill our mind with images of being happy, of being whole, of basking in the presence of God with, with Him and with our family. Vision means to see it. We need, with our mental movies, some people's mental movies are nothing but catastrophe. Sometimes mental movies are nothing but torment being played out in your mind. But God wants us, uh, don't let the enemy succeed in planting wrong thoughts or wrong mental pictures in our mind because what happens is these become footholds and then footholds turn into strongholds. Give me eyes to see what you see, O oh Lord. You know, learning to see what God sees is a powerful key in right believing. I'm going to say that again. Learning to see what God sees is a powerful key to right believing. A lot of us have wrong believing. And every area of lack and of struggle and of challenge, see His superabounding grace all around our current situation. You know, Jesus, when the tormented boy came up, He didn't see a tormented boy. When the man came up and the hands were withered, he didn't see withered hands. When people came up and eye sockets were empty because they couldn't see, he didn't see blindness. He didn't see lack when people followed him out in the wilderness because they were so hungry to hear his word. He didn't see lack. He saw provision. He saw eyes healed. He saw these things. And brothers and sisters, on your road to getting right believing, you have to have uh, the right images and the right thoughts in your head. And those images and those thoughts need to be found in one place. On the Word of God that is unchangeable and unshaking, and there's no apologies for the Word of God. If you stand, if you see what God sees, if you stand on this Word, you will not be disappointed. Amen. Amen. You may not be able to stop negative thoughts from passing through your mind. I've tried it. You, you, I, I, I don't think you're supposed to try to stop them. I think you're the sheriff that just says you're moving on through the town. And then don't stick them in jail and hold on to them. Say so you're moving through. You're, you're, depression, you're moving through. Discouragement, you're moving through. Fear, you're moving through. Tell me I, I'm a failure and, I, and my business isn't going to make it and my marriage is a wreck. You're moving through. Those mental pictures... Those things are passing through. Amen. They're passing through. You know, I've noticed that there's a sequence. Thoughts, feelings, actions. Thoughts, feelings, actions. If I'm feeling a certain way, if you ever feel 
certain way, you need to stop and strategically look at and ask yourself, what am I thinking about right now? I'm serious, that is a key. When you're feeling, emotions follow your thoughts. When you're feeling a certain way, instead of just feeling that way and living in that torment, stop and say, why am I feeling this way? What am I thinking about? And then what you think about, you're going to notice that it is a wrong belief. And that your, your mind is playing, is doing mental movies. Have you ever started thinking about something and, and, and you're trying to get a thought out of your head that you know God doesn't want you to have? And then it's just like a drip. It'll come. And then the next thing you know, it's 15 minutes later and you're down in this hole and have been thinking about the worst case scenario. That's what I'm talking about on mental pictures, mental images. And then we snap out of that and we get that thought from the Lord again and then we start daydreaming again. Boom, we're right back into that. Brothers and sisters, we've got to fight against these things. When we're having certain feelings, we need to ask ourselves, why are we having these feelings? What am I thinking about? And then we need to renovate and renew and change our mind by the Word of God. Somebody say amen. I'll tell you what, the Lord says, for I know, you know, I don't see an empty church. When people come out and say things to me that are negative, I don't listen to negativity. I don't see an empty church. I don't see exodus. I don't see that away. I see a full church. I see an overflowing church. My goodness, we moved out here from Wyoming, and, and this was a cornfield. If I went by my natural senses about what I see and what I think and what I feel when we're trying to put together buying a $3.3 million property with less than 60 people in the church, buddy, you better get on some word and start standing on some word because your feeling and your natural thoughts and your tendencies are not good. So don't think I've changed one iota. I just see things differently now. I used to have to see a church built, a physical church. I used to have to see certain financial things that we needed. I used to have to see workers come. I remember uh, uh, needing to see, uh, get, get ready to put the walls up downstairs in the basement. And, and we needed some forms. We just called Simon Forms and said, hey, can we have some forms? Sure. They're dumping three loads of forms to us and not charging us a thing. And then I'm standing on top of the forms that none of us knew how to set up and knew how to put them together. And I'm standing on top of them with the sun going down. Ray, remember when we put that clay in with those trucks? Ray, go like this. That guy right there, Ray, where you walk in this building, we built it up 10 feet with clay. And this guy's the only guy that could get the truck back in there without getting it stuck. But uh, God brought the right people. God did the right things. And I remember setting up on that, on that uh, uh, wall and saying, God, we need some cement. Now I can go, oh, we only got 30, 60 people. How are we going to do this? $105,000 
the spiritual things too much. We just say, oh, that's life. That's why I praise for sharing today. The Lord's been telling me to quit minimizing spiritual warfare and spiritual attacks. He's been telling me to quit doing that. Some of you are getting, getting your backside kicked by the enemy because there's a spiritual warfare on and you're trying to do things with your carnality. But the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God through the pulling down of strongholds. I believe people are trying to pull strongholds down and change things in your own strength and in your own power. You're going to fail. You will fail every time. Man's trials and man's trying will always fail. We have to put our trust in something that never fails. And Jesus Christ never fails. And he said he's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Amen? Praise God. So we got to keep our eyes on him. Turn your dark, turn away dark thoughts and allow the light of Jesus' word come into every situation. Turn away dark thoughts. Yeah, I can see clouds over there. I'm telling you, I can see in the spirit this morning. I see gloominess over some people. Just heaviness. Gloominess. And I'm not laughing at you. I, I hurt for you. And, and I, 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 some of you, you know what? You know the Lord told me one time? He said, Brian, you're the cause. You're the cause. Why you're not walking in victory? You know what I mean? You know, I think we've gotten so used to living. Some of you have gotten so used to living where you're at that you don't even hope to get out anymore. And we're the cause sometimes. But God, when you take us out, you know one time the prophet read and he read a, a prophetic word and it said, and he did the addition and he was like, wait a second, we're in captivity. The word says we were supposed to be released from captivity way back here. He found the word. And you know what he did? He marched out that day. Just got up walked out. Can you imagine if you were a slave and just one day you got a revelation, you're not supposed to be a slave anymore, and you just got up to see him and walked out. And they're like trying to stop you and can't do anything. Enemy can't stop you. He can't do it. The Lord, this is one of the strongest things that hit me this week when I was praying about this subject. Right here. I heard the Lord say, ask the church this. Do you believe that light is greater than darkness? You do with your mouth, but do you believe that? I really believe some people don't know anymore. Do you believe light is greater than darkness? Does darkness consume light, or does light consume darkness? What is the greater of those two? Did not God say when he created heaven and earth, he put the lesser light under the greater light? How many know that Jesus is the greater light? It's a lesser light. Amen. And then he said this, do you believe that God's thoughts are greater 
and the devil sucks. Because I've been in times where I was like, I'm not sure. Because it seems like they're more demanding. Have you ever looked through a season where you tried everything to make your mind stop? Or negative scenarios? What are we looking at, son? Anybody been through that? Lift your hand. Where you're like, geez, I can't see anything good. I can't hear anything good. I can't think anything good. I can't sleep anything good. I, I, I can't, not even two seconds, I, I find myself zoned out and in this deep hole, and I've been gone for 15 minutes. In this catastrophe, in this worst case scenario. And, uh, you know, honestly, I think there's been times in my life that I have caused the victory to, to not be there. Because I didn't believe God was greater, I guess. But that hit me the other day to where I said, no. God's word, his stops, his word, and we make that clear. His word, his thoughts, are greater than. I'm talking to me like this. Greater than. The enemy's less than. His, God's thoughts, God's word, is greater than. The enemy's thoughts and your thoughts in your head. Brothers and sisters, you got to believe that today. You know, the Apostle Paul said this. He said, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be transformed. We need, uh, what does that mean to renew our minds? How do we renew our minds? Here's the Greek word for that. Uh, it's A-N-A-K-I-N-O-S-S, anachinosis or something. That renewing is anachinosis, which is defined in Thayer's Greek lexicon as this. A renewal, a renovation, bringing a complete change for the better. So when the word says uh, to, and do not be conformed to this world, don't be conformed to this world. See, we're, in, we're inundated with information, ideas, and thoughts that are not based on God's word. Are you all with me? We're just submerged with it. When we live in an era where massive amounts of information and knowledge is at our, their finger, in our fingertips, it's right there. But, but there it, don't be conformed to that, but be transformed. Be renovated. Have a complete change of your mind. Okay? By renewing your mind by the Word of God. You know, this thought hit me. I like the word renovation. Our minds need a complete renovation by the Word of God. And this thought hit me. Who's your interior decorator? Who is your interior decorator? If you're renovating your home, who's your plumber? Who's your, who, who's your electrician? Who's your sheetrocker? Who's your mud and paper? Okay, I'm asking you, who is your interior decorator? Is it Google? Is it Google? There's massive amounts of information, and everybody thinks it's on Google. It's got to be true. Ridiculous. I want to tell you what. The other day, the Lord spoke to me. He said, Brian, quit watching the news so much. I'm not telling you don't watch 
but I'm telling you, don't watch it so much. Some of you have gotten to a place, it's a, it's a, it's a trap. You've gotten to a place where you turn the news on before you turn the prayer on. You turn the news on before you turn the Bible on. You, you, who's your interior decorator? Brothers and sisters, when I went to Canada two weeks ago, there was a, I'm telling you, there was a different feeling in Canada than I'm feeling in the beautiful U.S. of A. right now. We don't realize it, but there is so much negativeness and division in our society. And it's caused division in politics, it's caused divisions in families, divisions at work, it's caused division everywhere. There's an uneasiness. There's a... It's like people are... I was asked the Lord to show it to me. It's like people are aggravated. Or they're just... America's like edgy. They're irritated. They, they, and it's not because I wasn't in a large town. I was in Toronto. But in Toronto, there was... I noticed more smiles. It, it seemed happier there. Where do we look 
solution that our help comes from. It comes from the Lord. The next thing is give me peace. I want you to look at Philippians 4, 4 through 5. The peace that only God can give. The peace that only God can give. Always. Everybody say always. I'm mad at you, Josh, for calling us up to sing. I sang my heart out today. Now you got much voice to preach. <laughs> I sang as loud as I could today. It says, always be full. How many times are we to be full of the joy of the Lord? How many would say, I want to be? Say it again. Rejoice. Let everyone can see that you are considered all you do. In other words, people are watching. Remember the Lord is coming. In the original Greek, it means the Lord's near to you. So, so be full of joy. Let everybody see that you're cool because you know God's with you. He's near you. Now look at verse 6. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, how many things are we supposed to worry about? Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about what? Tell God what you need and then do what? How many of you do that? How many of you stop in the day and do that? Here's what I'm afraid of. Sometimes we live for God so long we quit doing the basics. You know, I find myself quit doing the basics sometimes, and I get a basic beat up because I don't do the basics. This is a basic. Don't worry about anything. Stop. Give it to prayer. Okay? Then you will experience everybody say God's peace. That is a different kind of a peace. God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace, again, God's peace, will guard your hearts and minds as you do what? As you do what? As you live in Christ Jesus, you live in His Word. Amen. John 14, 27 says, Peace, I live for you. Peace for you. Jesus says, My peace. Everybody say, My peace. I give that to you. I remember one time at my second church, I was so um, down about some stuff. And I just couldn't get picked up. And I remember um, my associate pastor came over, and uh, there wasn't any talking. You know, sometimes talking just don't, doesn't do. How many know sometimes you just need that touch from God? How many know sometimes you just need that touch from God? How many know that, that, that people, sometimes we look at people with fixes, but sometimes we just need that touch of God? How many of you believe in that touch of God? All right? So, anyway, so anyway I, I started, he said, let me pray for you. And all I remember was a six-foot-eight guy. All I remember is his hand coming to touch me. And the next thing I know, I, like, woke up three hours later. Let me tell you what happened. I, I don't know if I sat in a chair or a side. It was on the floor, I don't know. But all of a sudden, all of a sudden, I was with Jesus. And I saw Jesus and he said, come here. And he was sitting on a rock. And he said, hey, what's trouble with you? And I said, in the vision, I said, well, Lord, I feel your pain on that. I, 
understand how you feel that way. And then he told me something that made me feel better. And then he goes, what else is bothering you? And I said, well, Lord, this is bothering you. Same thing happened. He identified with me, and he helped me. And he said, is there anything else? And I said, yeah, this is bothering me. Is there anything else? This hurt me. Is there anything else? This, this too. And when we got done, I remember looking at Jesus. And he said this. He said, son, is there anything else? I said, no, I don't believe so. I think I'll be all right. I, I just get 
to that one. Fix your thoughts on what is true. You know most of what's in your mind's a lie anyway. It's not going to happen. church right now that has been given a doctor's report this morning. But all three of those women are fixing their thoughts. In fact, one of them said, I've been healed of this one, I've been healed of this one a second time, I'm waiting for my third healing. And then another one, I'm, I'm by them to the point from the service and I heard them singing out louder than I I'm not a fear. I'm not a slave of fear. See, that's changing wrong beliefs. Do you not think the people that stop the bad report have bad things in them? Of course. It's your thoughts of what's true. God's honorable, right, pure, lovely, admirable. Think about these things. And, and this hit me. Practice, practice, and practice. Keep putting into practice everything that you've learned and received them. Practice. It says, keep putting into practice. Go to the next one. Keep putting into practice. Keep going again. Verse 9. Keep putting into practice. Look at that. Keep putting into practice. We say that with you. Keep putting into practice. You just do it once. Practice. 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 Keep putting into practice all that you've received. Everything you've heard of me. Everything. Then. Everybody say then. Do you believe this? Then the God of peace will be with you. This is a scripture you need. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3. This is a scripture you need in your arsenal. Because you need to quote scripture. When Jesus was attacked, what did he do? Did he tell the devil what he thought or what he felt? He said, it is written. Don't you let anybody delude this word. Don't let anybody delude this belief, delude this word. If it is written, then you can take it to the bank. It is written. The Lord is not flat concerning His promises. The Lord is going to do. Second Corinthians one twenty says all of God's promises are yes and amen. Our God doesn't slumber and sleep. I'm telling you. His word does not return void. Look at Isaiah twenty six three. You will keep him in perfect peace. You will keep him. You will keep him perfect peace. You will keep him perfect peace. You will keep him perfect peace. All who trust in you. Because if I wasn't preaching the truth, we're not all whose mental movies, all whose thoughts are fixed on what? On your circumstance? On the waves? On the storm? On the sinking in the water? Peter? 
God reaches out his hand and he pulls you above the water. Fix your thoughts. Trust in him. When I get when I use that scripture, which is usually every day, you will keep me, Brian, in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you, not on my present circumstances. Because he trusts in you, I trust in you, Lord. Yes, Lord. It's you that'll keep me in perfect peace. Yes, Lord. Perfect peace comes from you. I need to rest in your truth and grace and keep my mind set on you. I don't need to think and try to figure out what I'm going to do. I don't need to think I have to fix it. Are y'all with me today? How many fix it people do we have out there? We always think we have to fix it. I don't need to think I got to try to figure it out and get the best answer to the problem or the challenge that I got to fix it because I trust that you will fix it, God. As I trust you and keep the right mental movies, you will lead and guide me. My trust is in my, not in my own strength or my own abilities, but my trust is in you. You alone. I search into my prayer closet a little bit. And then I relax and be cool. It's peace. It's wisdom. Where's my help come from? It's peace. It's wisdom. It's strength. It's grace. It starts flowing through What was a big problem is now small. Are you faced with an insurmountable problem, difficulties, and challenges? See what God sees. Let His peace shine out inside you. Let wisdom and peace direct your thoughts and steps. Last point. Do you know what I can do? You are God. Look at this Ezekiel. We're going to finish the story as the musicians are coming. As the musicians are coming, we're going to finish reading this story. Ezekiel chapter 37, verse 4. When you're there, say amen. Amen. We've only been preaching 40 minutes. Okay? He said, then he said to me, guys, I want you to get this. I really want you to focus on that screen. Seriously, let your eyes open up to this. Then he said to me, speak a prophetic message to these bones and say, thy bones listen to the word of the Lord. I want you to take your situation that looks dead. Everybody, I mean, it's got a dead situation. I mean, it's got something that looks hopeless. I want you to do that. I want you to speak a prophetic message to these folks. I want you to speak something to that doctor's report. I want you to speak something to that business report. I want you to speak something to that relational report. And say, listen to the word of the Lord. Come on. Listen to the word of the Lord. Go to the next screen. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Look, I'm going to put breath into you, and I'm going to make that which was dead live again. Next 
They're going to be on the sides. They'll pray for you anything. I really challenge you, don't leave until you do the so I did. Are you all with me? If you're going to many, about a hundred hands went up and said, I'm going through a tough situation. I challenge you, just take a few minutes before you leave. Either with the prayer team or by yourself. Just give it to the Lord. See yourself as strong in the Lord. See your situation as whole and beautiful and perfect. Renew your thoughts with the Word of God before you leave today. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray people would come and spend that minute with you before they leave. Lord, we thank you for healings that are happening, deliverances that are happening, as people are being prayed for today. Lord, bless this congregation. And Lord, we pray for a tremendous, great week. And Lord, I pray that everybody will empty their pockets of all their change and give it to the kids so they can go to camp. God bless you. Amen. We hope this message connected with you. To get more information about Church on the Rock, check out our website at www.cotrag.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Have a blessed day.